0: unnecessarily hostile back up in your podcast. I have I have uh, nothing really planned. Otherwise I would have a nice tagline up front. That's what I tried to do. I don't even have I haven't even caught my breath yet. I'm still trying to catch my breath. I hit the record button a little too fast. So I want to say a couple of things. First off, love is confusing. You know, g- girls always just want a guy who knows how to take charge. I just want a girl who won't press charges. So that's it for the shit jokes that I do up front. If well, I mean, I could do a few more. I always have a few more. I'm always working. <laughs> that's what I do on the show. I just do shit jokes up front just to get you to like me, and then I just complain it's kind of the rhythm here it's kind of, the program uh a format uh you know like here's another shit joke for you after television became colorized i'm surprised they never gave us a superhero named hue man hue colors colorized television okay <laughs> with no audience i have to feel as though i'm bombing when i'm telling jokes and then I have to explain them like a panicky bad comic. The, I don't, cause I don't hear if you're laughing. So I just have to assume you're not and that I've bombed. I did this a lot, actually. <laughs> actually, <laughs> when I first started trying to tell jokes and being terrible with them, it was never in a comedy club. It was never on a stage. It was always at work because I'm working class. I'm always working and I'm always not liking whatever job i'm doing and so i'm telling jokes at the workplace to ease the mental frustration you know what i mean there's always the funny guy or the guy that's trying to be funny at the workplace generally it's the guy that gets fired um and that's uh, so i used to tell jokes uh when I was in the Air Force, (laughs) and it was a fantastic opportunity because the audience was everybody. It wasn't just people from my high school. I was telling jokes to like inner city people and people from nowhere fucking Kentucky at the same time. I had a wide swath of an audience, and I used to tell the world's worst jokes because I didn't know how to write them, or I I was just trying to go off the rhythm of jokes that other people tell. And then I'm, I'm, I'm saying my own terrible things. And the best part is that when I would try this, people would just, I would tell my joke and people would just stare at me. And then they would wait for me to like shake my head and go, oh, fuck, that was a bad one. And then they would laugh because they always knew that was happening. They, they, it happened every time. I would tell a terrible joke utter silence then i would just go into this negative space of doubt and that's what people found funny <laughs> they waited they waited for me to just be upset with myself and beat myself up because <laughs> that i don't know it was like it wasn't it was comedy that wasn't about the jokes it was it was brody stevens like that i don't know but, i mean i have jokes i have jokes though i knew i hit rock bottom when i snuck onto a hollywood set just to slap dwayne johnson's butt or ass is what i have written i don't know if that even it doesn't matter that's what i dwayne johnson's ass i'd snuck onto a hollywood movie set to slap it that's when i hit rock bottom hit rock bo- okay you get it i know you get it all right uh the last time my girl was on her period i told her some jokes when I oh, I'm going to say that again. The last time my girl was on her period, I told her some jokes. When I finished, she gave me a standing ovulation. That one, that one's fucking funny. I know it is. That I'm not even Do I have to explain that one? Do we need the intricate details? Listen, I live a creative life. And it, the thing I do best is the thing I do poorly. And that is I don't have any definitions. <laughs> All right. What I do as a, as a creative person, I, I tend to have my finger in a lot of sugar bowls, and so I confuse my audience. There are people that like me and that are are like, I I don't know why, but it's just every now and then I, I the crowd I tend to generate is generally degenerates, people that are just living broken lives. They seem to see something in me that offers them hope. It happens to me occasionally. It's never a giant audience, but those people tend to keep showing up because they like that I am a creative person, uh, but the thing that I don't do is I, I don't focus, concentrate, or even market myself in one area. I never do. I mean, and at, at some point, I'll become old and curmudgeon and whatever, and I'll, I'll just focus on this, but at, at this point in my life, I mean, if you're a, a young creative type and you're just finding your way through the world... You just get into a lot of things because the creative state is not like I'm not John Cleese. I didn't read his book. I didn't, but I know he just published one of creativity. So I'm not trying to steal everything Monty Python said. If this, I don't. I didn't even read the book, but the creative state is not a fixed point. It's a, it's a it's a point of like I don't want to say incomplete because that sounds too harsh. It's an emerging state. It's a state of emergence, and what it is is that you have an idea in mind and you are only going off of ideas you already have which don't give you all the information you need to get to that fixed point. So instead you just push forward with those ideas and with just the hopes that the other half of the puzzle will find its way to you. It's an emerging state of... Uh, trying to put two pieces together, but you only have the one piece. You know I mean? I don't don't know how to illustrate it well. That was, it was right now. I'm thinking about holding oranges. I don't, it doesn't help me. I haven't thought this through. It's again, that's the creative state. You are just pushing forward with ideas all the time without the security of, you know, of a fixed output. It's just, it's, it's a flux state. It's, (laughs) I don't know. It's not, the place of safe uh, predictability, and it's it's part chaotic, but not pure chaos, and that's what people like about it. So, what I mean by I confuse my audience is like I'm not just a songwriter, I'm not just a joke writer, I'm not just somebody who writes scathing reviews to the editor in the local Sunday paper. Although I kind of do that, but it's on Facebook, and I'm yelling about society like I'm Phil Oaks or somebody mean let me tell you about this mask mandate and here's my opinions like every six months i have some kind of i i think i've got some kind of raging opinion everybody needs to hear and so those things flow out of me but the creative life is what if you if i want to i don't know if i want to explain this to people that either have it and are confused or people that aren't creative and are interested or curious about creative types. I don't like. I don't know who I want to fix this towards. Whatever conversation I'm having, I'll tell you a joke just so it breaks up the monotony of me and my feelings right now. Um, uh, last night my cat went out on a date. Said he almost got lucky but couldn't get it up. Poor guy had whisker dick. Do you like how I read that, like it was a Culligan ad on your fucking radio dial? <laughs> hey, everybody, radio sales voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. I'm also not just a voiceover person. Although I have built a voiceover studio and have taken lessons in voiceover, I have a demo on Fiber.com where it currently sits in an unpublished state because that's where I'm I'm halted at the moment. <laughs> and so Well, let me tell you about this, and then maybe this will get me into somewhere else with the, the creative state thing. So I I just got some haters yesterday. It's been a while since I've had some haters. You know what I mean? I don't even like using the word haters. It's kind of millennial-ish and l- pop culture-y. A couple of things I'm not particularly fond of, even though I'm a millennial, and yes, I like some popular entertainment. But millennials, let me tell you something about us millennials real quick. Everybody who's just figured out online in the last five years that millennials are the most annoyingly frustrating people to deal with ever. I figured this shit out in the third grade because I grew up with these people. So everybody who's like, millennials are snowflakes and they're sensitive and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no, you're telling me an old story now. You're just figuring it out. I I learned this in third grade when I was told not to say the word guys, because it's not general neutral, and it's always coming from the most pushy people ever that are not fun and will generally get you sent to the principal's office for saying a naughty word, so I don't hang out with those people. Um, but I got some haters yesterday because I had posted something on Bill Dewey's advertisement. Bill Dewey's had some Facebook advertisement. And Bill DeWeese is the vocal uh, voiceover go-to person online. He's just, the, he's just the top of the industry or whatever for do-it-yourself voiceover people. If you're into voiceover and you're like, oh, voiceover 101 or whatever, need to type it? He's probably going to be on Google's first page right away. I, he's very good at marketing and advertising. And so I I bought Bill DeWeese training a couple of years ago. And I remember I was sitting at a bar at the mall of America and I had a girl that I was on, I guess maybe a date with sort of, and I had her press the button for the ad to cart because I wanted, like, I wanted somebody to like join me in the journey. I just didn't want it to be another fucking rabbit hole that I dig into endlessly by myself. I'm like, I want someone else's blood on this contract. Even though I'm the one putting up the money, it's like, you hit the button, add to cart. So I bought Bill DeWeese training two years ago, and I went through all the stuff. I made a demo and whatever, and like I said, it's been online, but I've done nothing with it. So again, Bill Deweese, uh he put up an advertisement a week ago. He's like, hey, my daughter is going to teach a voiceover course this week or this next month. So if anybody wants part of that, just uh, you know sign up. So I did. And I, i at the time I was working at home on my home computer and, and you know, I'm, I'm doing stupid day job shit. And then on my personal computer, that's, I sign up for the course. And then I'm like, you know, I feel like writing something. So I just, I poured out my real feelings into like this, just the comment section. And I just said something like, I look I'll forward to this. I've been putting off my voiceover career for a couple of years and I just don't want to work a day job anymore. I really, I look forward to this. Uh, thanks for putting this together, Bill and Mallory, his daughter's name, if I didn't say that. So I, I put that online. And what that is, that's me committing t- to action. If you don't know how that works, I'm going to get back to the creative stuff in a minute. But that me writing that is me committing to action. It's me just, I'm not just going to passively observe another voiceover training and do nothing with it. No, this time I want to be serious. I'm going to put my intentions forward. That's the change I was making. And when you make changes like that in your life, this is when I slap the pencil against the desk. Cause I'm getting into, I'm getting into serious mode. Like this is what I mean. <laughs> so if you hear that in the background, um, that's what that is. But I set that intention, right? I'm going to stop saying that because I've already said it 40 times. You get it. And what happened was is of course this is an advertisement that's just seeing being seen by the world. And so I I start getting haters for my just cause I wrote that. It, uh, and I know why. The comment I wrote, you know, I look forward to this, I don't want to work my day job anymore, I've been putting off my voiceover career for a couple of years. It sounds like sales copy. If you just- because it it in what it is is that I've read enough sales copy, I know how to speak the language of sales, so yeah i might I might repeat some sales language back every now and again, but whatever that's it's it's just a separate language that people speak, some people can do it some can't I don't know fucking go study the Wolf of Wall Street he's got a program online I'd spent money on. And, And so people started writing uh, replies to my shit. And I know listening to somebody's Facebook argument is the most boring thing. I'm not going to try to, I'm going to try to illustrate a larger point. But I'm getting haters and they're writing things like, this is a fake comment. This, this comment's the fakest thing I've ever seen. And I'm writing back, I'm literally writing back to them for my same account. Like, yeah, I know it's totally fake. My entire account is written by a Russian bot and my personality is non-existent. You're a quick wit. That was what I said. And then someone else is again, after that is accusing me of being fake. And I posted a picture of myself standing in my homemade vocal booth with their shitty comment written on a notepad in a physical photo. And I posted it like 15 minutes later like, because here's the thing. I know what these people are saying. They're saying I'm a fake, like a uh, salesperson, or or whatever. I, I was paid by Bill DeWeese to write some, some positive comments. That's what they think. But that's not what it is. What it is, is that I am somebody who is, I'm getting upset with them because I think they're trashing me. Right. What it is is I'm somebody who's saying positive intentions because I want to move forward in my life. And uh when you start doing that with your life, you're gonna notice right away that's when the haters show up. Because the haters don't want people moving out of the safe zone they have put themselves there. It's the crabs in a barrel theory. Anytime the one crab tries to crawl out, everybody is fucking pulling them back down because nobody wants to see somebody just like them or somebody that they could be strive for something better than where they're at because it's going to remind them of all the actions they haven't taken and what pieces of shit they feel like. And have refused to move past. Like, I don't know how to explain that. It's just resentment, okay? It's just people that don't know how to fucking do better with their lives. They just want to live in a fairy tale land of like, yo, yeah, well, I'm a rock star. Well, do you want to pick up the guitar? Well, I mean, I got nine excuses why I won't pick up the guitar, but in my mind, I'm a rock star. And as soon as they see somebody succeeding as a songwriter, that's when they start the hating because it just reminds them of all the fucking excuses and bullshit that they surround their lives with instead of doing what they want to do with their life so i think that kind of explains it so i'm getting haters now and all i see it as as a sign of success that i'm actively pursuing goals that will better my life so i don't have to be a schmuck like everybody else who just wants to bitch that's so that's, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy overall. I'm like, Oh my God, I haven't had haters in a while. It must mean that I'm growing emotionally and fucking whatever, financially, spiritually, whatever you want to call it. I'm, I'm in a growth mode. That's the creative state. Now I started, yeah, I started writing comments back to these haters. Cause I was like, uh, you know, cause I felt like they were insulting me. Like they're calling me fake, because because I'm I'm telling you them the honest truth. I'm not writing a sales copy. I'm telling them what I feel. Like here's my life situation. I've been putting off a vo career for two years. I would like to quit my day job and focus on the creative uh, 1099 field instead of being a W2 worker. i like to uh, do voiceover. And and when people are calling me fake, I'm get, I'm getting pissed because I'm like. I know you're getting fake because you think I'm a paid advertisement, but no, to me, that feels like you're calling my personality fake, which have you looked at my profile? Have you looked at all the personality, the unrepentant fucking uh, uh, um, obnoxious amount of personality that I put forward? I, it's it's clearly there. I, one click away. One quick away. Quick, uh, one quick away. All right, my tongue's getting tired from all the yelling. I'm going to take a quick sip of coffee and then continue this tirade. All you need to know of my personality is one quick, quick, one click away, away. I'm just going to move forward. I can't say it. Clearly on my profile page, you're going to notice there's a picture of me standing next to Doug Stanhope. And then there's another picture of me standing next to Lambeau Field wearing like a heavy metal t-shirt like there's a bunch of shit there look at look at my post section it's just all me either writing either jokes or posting about the music i'm creating or writing angry letters to the editor it's there are like three things i constantly post i'm not it's obvious i mean it takes effort if you're gonna fake a personality like mine and generally, you can't fake one like this. Because it's just—it's if you try to fake it my level of personality, you're going to stumble upon your own personality. Because it takes a lot of effort to express yourself. Now we're back to the creative stuff. Creative people are an emerging state. That's why I can't get sold on ideas that are like, hey man, just join my five-star program. And I'm going to make you the best this or that. I don't want to be the best this or that. I want to be really fucking good but I know in time I want to move on to something else. I'm going to be a great voiceover artist, but you know what? Next week I'm going to be a juggler. I'm going to buy tennis balls and I'm going to juggle to YouTube tutorials for a fucking week until I get really good at that. And then it's on to singing. And then it's, and then it's on to fucking writing a screenplay. You know what I mean? Like I have my hat in many different arenas. It confuses people because people enjoy certainty, so they like nobody can point to me and say like, "Oh yeah, I know Adam. He's a he's a this." Oh, I know Adam. Yeah, he's a co- he's a comedian. Oh, I know Adam. Oh, he's said he writes music. Oh, I know Adam. He's a professional wrestler, which I've never uh, done, but whatever. You know, it's as an example. It's not something pin me. People can pin me down to, and it's. Uh, I I want to say that that is the probably the it's the purest of the artistic output in that like artists don't have any good marketing skills you know like the people that are great marketers are artists second usually they're these ruthless self promoters and that is an art in itself but I mean like it's it's just. I don't like, I don't know how to do that. Cause I feel pretentious if I, if I walk up to somebody and I'm just like, hi, this is me. And here's my, like, it feels like I'm telling them a resume, like, oh, hi. Yeah. I'm Adam. I'm a juggler. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to fucking make that sound like, like I don't, like, I don't, I don't want to have a, a um, a, a fucking card in my wallet that I hand to people that says Adam professional circus clown, you know, just one thing—that's all I am to you, people. Just one thing. Have you not noticed the fucking everything I'm doing? I don't know. So, yeah, crea- creativity comes out of not a fixed point. It comes out of just pressing out at the boundaries of whatever, and it's a, it's a tough go. People struggle. I see people struggle with it all the time. Like psychologically, it is difficult. To move forward, uh, like, blindfolded. You know what I mean? Like, without knowing where your feet are going to land. Like, but you just... It sounds It sounds a little weird, maybe... I don't know what the word arrogant is showing up for, but that doesn't... I don't know. But I see people struggle with it all the time. People that are in, in music and in comedy and things like that. It's like you get a little bit of weird success, and then, and then you just... You, you become this different person now it's like holy shit now i'm being defined by the, what i'm doing instead of you know like i would never want to be defined you know at my eulogy if somebody tells you about my day jobs fucking throw them out of the building that's not what i am that's just what i did for cash because i couldn't get paid for doing what i want to do need to do you know what i mean um So like, yeah, but like, I mean, but when you start having your identity starts becoming the thing that you're emerging into, as opposed to like just the easy shit, like I went to this high school, I worked at McDonald's, I am somebody who's, I have, you know, like the, the normal easy things, (coughs) those, I mean, creative people are, are bored when you define them like that. You know what I mean? Like I, fuck the worst question you could ask me is what do you do? not an icebreaker i don't have an answer that's why i'm I'm, I'm fucking afraid if i'm ever in the first row at the comedy club i'm like fuck they better not ask what i do because i don't have an answer i mean okay i work at a, a shit job like everybody else that's not what i do you know actually i had quite an argument uh a little while back with another creative person i know my roommate more of a computer geek and yeah, we got into this massive argument about what being a hobbyist is. Because he defines it completely differently from how I would define it. Like, he said, he's like, well, you know, it's like you and me, we're just like hobbyists. Like, you're into like just guitars and things. Like, those are your hobbies. And I got like pissed. I got heated. I'm like, what the fuck are you, what, my hobbies? Well, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't, drop my day job because I got to keep on the heat around here and pay the bills. Although if I could just monk myself away 22 hours a day of learning guitar skills, I would, cause that's what I do. My day job is my hobby. What I do is with, with my output creatively, that's, that's who I am. That's not my hobby it's the economics are backwards at the moment but like we got into this heated debate about it and then at, at some point he was like well i don't know maybe you, me and you just define it differently he defines hobbies as things you don't get paid for but you love and i define hobbies as th- like I, like the things i don't get paid for but i love to do those are the opposite of hobbies to me and we had this impasse of of you know definitions or whatever and i just i was going fucking mad because like even when we both started seeing like the puzzle unfold between us like oh wait oh that's you're just thinking about it completely differently i was still like pissed because it took me a while to like sort out even what the hell he was saying i was like what do you mean what the how do you how dare you say that's my fucking hobby the thing i do all day long as opposed to the things i have to do to pay rent but (laughs) when it finally emerged like (laughs) we were just talking in two different ways as creative people do. Um, Yeah, I was... Like, I had to, like, settle down because I was like... Again, it just felt like I was just... Like, someone was just taking the piss out of me, mate. It was just taking a piss out of me. Not giving me a proper... uh, British word for respect, whatever that may be. Giving me the proper... Queen's soup, whatever the British say. I have no idea. (laughs) I lived over there for four years. I... I don't know. But if you I mean if you're going to be a creative person, you just have to know that or if you're going to be surrounded by them, you have to know part of the package they come with is that you're not going to be able to make them follow the rules. They're not going to want to color in the lines. In any way. You know, like I don't like authority figures uh you know in any real sense. I like, I mean, there are, there are people that help you develop as a person, but, but once it, once it gets past that point and then it just becomes a series of rules and like everybody's just supposed to follow, you know what I mean? Like a good teacher is somebody who like brings forward ideas out of you. But as soon as they start harassing you with like, this is how you need to live your life because this is what works for me and I'm older than you or whatever, then it, then, then it just becomes authority and then it's just shit because that's not about two people emerging from their own separate places. Now that just becomes about like, I'm going to have less headaches as your uh, uh, adult figure. If you just stop doing things that are, are fucking outside of my comfort zone. You know what I mean? And I'm not like trashing, like i'm not trashing my parents or anybody in particular here like i i come from a creative type i come from generations of musicians and fuck it fall down drunks <laughs> i don't know i just just i don't know i mean but you know i'm not i'm not somebody who came up in like that stern authoritarian family that we all dressed up in our sunday best every and we all ate around the table every day and, and everybody had like a solid bank account by the time they were 18. And like, we, you know what I mean? Like these kids that grow up in the suburbs with like, they become stockbrokers when they're 19. Cause that's like, that's how, that's how just fucking awesome life's been for them. All of a sudden, you know, it was just, it was like, it was like constantly like awesome. Like they had jet skis and they went on, they went on summer trips to, you know, Paris every year. And then they come back home and they're like, well, I've I've seen most of the world and it's fun by now. Now I'll just make millions of dollars because I'm so bored in my 45 acre estate out here in the suburbs. When I don't even know what I'm getting at. There's none of this. I don't know. There's a lot of this makes, I'm just, I'm just trashing the rich because I didn't grow up with money, but that's not who I am as a person. Cause I'm like, I'm pretty pro money. Like I accept that there's more to life than money. But if anybody out there's handing out any money, I'll accept that too. I don't know if I said that joke already. I wrote it yesterday. Uh, I've been reading a lot of jokes I wrote recently. That's how I started this off. Oh man, have I? See, I always doubt if I'm, if I'm ever getting anywhere with any of these talks. Like I think I have, but at some point I'm like, I know I've got some some better insights here, but since I've I've thought about nothing beforehand. I'm not exactly coming out with golden nuggets of wisdom here. Just, just descriptions like golden nuggets of wisdom. I can say those things, but larger points, well, you got to fight to get to them, and that's again, that's just the creative process in general. You just you're you're coming from a point of emergence. You're not coming from a point of stagnancy back at the starting line, and you're not a finished product. You're just emerging forward with half the ideas that you, you need, and the other half you find on the way. And that's all this is, this podcast is. That's, that's the majority of it. Um, whenever I, I play music on a guitar, that's the same thing. It's it's just uh, it's an outlet you need to pursue. It's just to uh, kind of vent, you know? People do it differently. I mean, some people uh, relax by sitting in a boat or whatever, fishing. Some people relax by sitting in the woods and getting away from it all, you know, traveling outside of the city a couple of hours and sitting in the woods and getting eaten by mosquitoes. I don't find those things relaxing. I find a lot of that stressful. (laughs) Like, I got to sit in a boat for four hours and get sunburned? Uh, uh, Oh, dude, I can't think of a worse time. I really can't. Like, it's 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 that's a tough go to me. Anything outdoorsy or anything recreational, like, hey, do you want to go for a run? What are you talking about? A run? Do I want to go outside and mimic being chased by a bear? That's part of my ten thousand year old DNA. No, that's the worst part of the day. That's the reason they invented running was to get rid of, to get away from being eaten by lions and things back in Egypt or wherever the world started. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, that's, I don't want to run. That's, oh, I'm going to be exhausted, and uh, you'll love it tomorrow. Well, I like today. I am a today person. I live in the moment, and I make mistakes going forward. (laughs) Because that's a a more pleasant place. You know, I don't know. But, I mean, you just, it's just, if you want to be creative, if I'm any authority authority on creativity, I'll tell you that it's, it's, Again, lonely is too harsh of a word, but it is a solitary life there there is uh that state of what's it called when many pieces come together uh I'm not gonna get to it right now but that you know like if you're in a band with like five people everybody gets together and it's it's oh there's a good word for that but I can't remember what it is but it's basically everybody coming together with one energy that's that's if you can get to that place good for you it's it's more rare and a lot of people that are creative are going to end up being doing things alone at least at first at least for a while uh because you kind of got to sort out your vision before you end up joining in with anybody else's so your vision is just end up going to be part of you know the talents that you produce by pursuing things you you you're, you want to make clay pottery well you are you get the, the the spinny table thing whatever that is you throw clay down on it and then you just put your finger in it and you go from there and then it i mean as creative and as good as you get at pottery depends on how much time and effort you put into it and sooner or later your own creativity shows itself to you And then, then that's when you, that's your level of like, ah, fuck, I'm mumbling. Sorry. (laughs) But that your talents emerge with time. That time is the resource you have to, you know, you have to find, you know, it's like putting gas in the car. Like you can't drive on an empty tank. So you're going to have to constantly keep putting gas into it. That's time. You're going to have to constantly keep putting time into creative endeavors, all right, you want to you want to color comic books? All right, you're going fi- to you got to find an hour and practice every day. It's part of the thing. So what's the reward of creativity? Why do it? Because first off, everybody who ever said like I don't do it for the money, I do it for me. Shut up. A lot of us are doing it for money because we got to do things we don't want to do for money, and we don't, we like the money. <laughs> I understand it's not the soul fulfilling thing uh, for anybody. You know, not not everybody becomes rich, not everybody becomes famous, but people still create. Why do we do it? Uh, because I think, like I said, I have a few fans, and the uh, they're fans of my work. And I like, and I, I can never predict who they are. They just, they emerge on their own and it's never who I would expect. Like if I had to paint a picture, like, you know, that radio thing, like put a picture in front of your radio console and act as if you're speaking to that person. They do it in radio school, part of way of visualizing the audience or audience If it's just one person, uh, um, but yeah, it's never that person. I would ne- I would have i would do so terrible of a job of trying to find that photo because everybody that shows up uh, is not what I expect. But they do all seem to have that common thread of they they, they find me interesting. Uh, and they're also <laughs> like these terribly wounded people. Like I don't, I don't get the pop music crowd. I don't. I get, I get the people that are into fucking quitting five jobs a year because they're drifters because they don't believe in bullshit (laughs) like they don't believe in bullshit like stable jobs i don't know those are the people people that went to jail for heroin you know (laughs) that's my audience i don't know why but i love you and that's 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 the reward of the creative journey is that your flock shows itself to you like the amount of times i go out there and try to make friends and be like hey look at this this is a song i wrote In front of an audience like <laughs> you don't impress most everybody like the people will find you impressive but if they're not that person themselves they don't they don't like they don't care i've seen a lot of acts that i'm impressed with like as in open mics and weird variety shows you know like i saw somebody play pots and legitimately play pots and pans on a theater floor like, a lot of them. Like, they were a, the Blue Man group. And I was like, that's an impressive fucking thing going on. I don't have the the time, nor really the want, to do that. But I'm watching somebody, and I'm like, I'm captivated by it, because they really fucking focused on that and did well. And I was like, that's awesome. That's really cool. I enjoy that. But I don't want to talk to them afterwards, because I don't have any interest in it. <laughs> I, I don't want to join the Blue Man group. So, and I know that's the same way the people that when they find my shit they might find me like really exciting and captivating and at the same time they're like i don't want to talk to him ever that's uh i can't think of a more awful time than talking to a fucking folk singer or whatever the fuck i am that day you know (laughs) i don't want to talk to a fucking comedian i'm not well everybody thinks they're funny and wants to be a comedian that's a bad example you know but your, your your people show themselves to you because you don't find them on your own and I think that's a struggle with every creative person, because everybody who's creative wants to do some, some talent thing, some fucking talented thing, and the majority of people you grew up with and went to school with, they don't. The majority of people you meet when you're out working, when you're in college, they don't. And so you just find yourself in this solitary place. You're just going to spend hours and hours in your bedroom pursuing whatever it is that you find... Awesome. And a lot of, I mean, for me, it's 20 years it's been playing guitar. For the last five years, it's been writing jokes. And I swear to God, I'm going to start juggling soon. I got the tennis balls, people. We are going to be juggling. I'm going to be like the fucking in my 40s. I'm going to, it's at the bar. I'm just going to get laid because I am just going to have all the talents. I'm going to learn fucking three card Monty. Study a little NLP, so I know how to fucking uh, plant ideas in people's minds like a fucking weirdo. That shit's weird. I don't know about NLP. I might find something maybe useful in it, but I don't. I can't dedicate myself to being a hypnotist or something like that. I don't. Maybe I should try that on this show once. I'll just do some hypnotism. You're feeling good. Drop. You are walking down a corridor, a down, down into the basement. Drop like <laughs> I don't know. I've listened to hypnotism and believe me, it works. But it, it it's always they're always the world's worst storytellers. <laughs> like there's just every one of them is trying to tell you to go down a, a dark corridor into the basement, and just they're just trying to get your mind to relax by putting all these images in of like how to. How to, how to like just close your eyes stop focusing language I don't know <laughs> yeah. but you don't find your people on on in in school or or on the job site you find your people just by expressing yourself and then they show up on their own and they and they uh yeah they appreciate you for uh, taking the time to do the things that they didn't do. I guess I, I, would, I have that same appreciation for people that don't do creative things, like uh, people that work in like the ER. I've never called the ER in my life. I've never scheduled a hospital visit. Like, hey, I'm going to need a major surgery in a month and a half because I'm going to ride a dirt bike and break my leg. Can you guys just pencil me in at the ER? Never happens. the th- you only go to the ER when you don't know you need it. Well, when you know you need it, but you, you can never predict why. But you, once you get there, you're glad that those people dedicated themselves to figuring out a problem you never knew you were going to have. You never knew that you were going to uh, fucking be in a car wreck and your, your shoulder was going to be out of fucking whack. You never knew you were going to need a doctor, right? Uh, who said that? Somebody had a great thing on YouTube about how comedians are the physicians of the soul. What we do is soul work. <laughs> you know. Um, but, uh, yeah. that's I appreciate people in that way. And I think people have find that appreciation if you're a creative person. If you hang in there long enough. If you stick with it. Doesn't happen right away. Doesn't. And the first couple of times you go out and try to show your... your you, you shit to people. First couple of open mics you hit, first couple of uh, you know essays you write and send in to editors. It's just, you got to get through those first rejections because they're always going to happen. They're just a sign of growth. You're going to get through some haters too. That's right after the rejections. It goes It goes rejections, then haters, and then that's when you know that you're leveling up because the haters recognize that you are starting to find some growth. And they don't like it because they don't want to grow like that. They want to pretend they do. They've read every Rolling Stone magazine so they can tell you everything about being a rock star other than how to play a guitar. It happens everywhere. Everywhere. Resentment is big. You cannot let people's resentment stop you. No. You're going to move forward. And then eventually... You're going to become more talented than you realize. A lot of the times it happens to me in hindsight. I, I start looking back at like old videos or listening to old audio of stuff that I, I don't even remember producing because it's just been years and a million other things I've done. In the meantime, and then I look back and I go, you know, I was really on to something there. Wow, I didn't realize it at the time. At the time, you can never tell these things. But then... Uh, with hindsight, you start seeing your growth, and other people will see that, and they will let you know about it. And trust me, good people are out there. I just heard today, every rejection is God's protection. Um, there's a sex joke in there about condoms. God's protection, rejection, well... If anybody rejects me, it's it's Christian girls. They 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 offer me. Fu- I don't. Nope. That's a bad. No, that's not a good punchline. Telling the truth about my life a little bit, maybe, but that's not a great punchline. I'll figure out that joke later. I don't know. So, I mean, if you hung in with me at this point, you've obviously found this useful. And uh, what you need to do now is is to. Walk down a deep, dark corridor into the basement and drop. (laughs) What you need to do is you need to find time today or tomorrow at the latest and do whatever it is that you do best because the rest of us are waiting for you to show up and uh, kick our ass with how good of a fucking talent you are. That's what the world needs, everybody. We all need to watch everybody else do great. Hang in there.